0: Does anyone else love America's Next Top Model is such, you know, it really was before its time. There's so much talk today about like diversity and inclusion in all these reality shows. But, you know, look, everyone comes on this podcast and rags on Tyra. Our next guest is no exception, but really America's Next Top Model was before its time with so much that they accomplished. We share this chat today with Lisa D'Amato, one of the winners of America's Next Top Model. She had nothing, shocker, good to say about Miss Tyra Banks. Lots of people on the show don't. But we break down, I mean, talk about a reality reckoning. Everything Lisa talks about, she talks about being starved for food. She talks about, you know, psychological warfare. I mean, every single thing she's describing. Sorry, Bethany girl, you're like four years, three years after our good friend, Lisa D'Amato. Speaking of which, this originally aired January 18th of 2021, basically three years ago. So sit back, listen to the original woman who probably started the reality reckoning. It ain't you, Bethany, Miss Lisa D'Amato. And we talk about top model and we talk about Tyra. She was also on Shark Tank. Do we talk about housewives? We always talk about housewives. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with the one and only America's Next Top Model winner, Miss Lisa D'Amato. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Miss Lisa D'Amato.
1: Yes. Hello. Thanks what, for having me.
0: What is going on?
1: Um, what is going on? Okay, so today is I don't even know what day. I know it's Wednesday. I'm even questioning that at this moment.
0: Well, I mean, especially with like, like, just, yeah. Right. It's
1: like COVID. I've got kids. I'm, I'm, it's like quarantine day, like month 10, almost, you know, um, I have two little boys, so I homeschool them. I take care of my dad who has MS, you know, got my husband who has leukemia and he gets blood infusions every three weeks. Like, you know, everything's just crazy. Like everything's nuts.
0: It's you and know, all of that is harder with COVID, right? Or is it not because everyone's home anyway and it's easier it's in It's kind
1: of a little bit of both, you know? Like some things end up working out better than they did before. And then like other things you're like, well, this sucks, but there's so much like good things that are coming out of it, you know? And then you're like, it's actually not that bad. And then you kind of all evolve together. And then it kind of just becomes what it becomes, you know?
0: Where are you? Like, I forgot where you are in the world.
1: Okay, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm on my path.
0: That's, I don't know why I didn't think you were in Los Angeles for some
1: reason. Did you think I was East Coast?
0: No, I think I thought you were West Coast, but I thought you were more in some suburb somewhere. I don't know why
1: serious. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I don't
0: know why. I don't know why
1: I don't. I mean, I guess like, um, you know, I live in a, in a, a beautiful home and we're, you know, but I'm, I'm like literally right above Hollywood.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, I'm right in the center of Chelsea in New York. So same thing.
1: That's where I stayed in when I modeled there in my models' apartments. They were always in Chelsea. I'm trying to remember what street it was.
0: I think, wasn't it 23rd Street? I might be making that up, too.
1: Why, is that where you see a lot of models' apartments? It that, No, that but does bring back. I'm
0: just picturing, like, when, like, just the outside. It just looked like, I don't know, I had the same thing. I guess I just make a lot of backstories up in my mind without actually chatting with people to hear what their real story is in life. Oh, but wow. I, do you love, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. So you're like your home, it's you, your children, and your husband and your father, you're all there.
1: Yeah, I have three generations in my house right now. And also, um, you know, they are immune compromised as well. Right. So as far as quarantine's conter- uh, concerned, my not only is my husband a doomsday prepper, so he's been prepping for about six years now. Um, just in general, like we're a doomsday family, which is super bizarre, <laughs> But no, we are like crazy. If you, you know, talk to my
0: father, like my father's yeah. a doomsday person. Like I, I'm used to it. I I I'm not, I think, because like I revolt against it. I'm the exact opposite, but I do I understand it. I understand. You understand, understand it. it. Yeah. Okay. So
1: it's not it's it's very casual in our house. You know, it's not something that like it's an obsession or anything. It's just like you learn something and then you get it, you know? Um anyway. That being said, like we are just so careful, you know, I think it's like one in 17 have COVID right now in Los Angeles, one in 17, that's like right below us. So when we get packages, you know, all these things like from offer up from Etsy, from eBay, we try to be super eco-friendly in this house. We only buy things from Amazon that we absolutely have to, you know, um, but like, even with that, we have, we have UV light boxes that we clean, we spray everything before oh, it comes wow. in, the food, everything. Like we have our own gas masks. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: That's, well, that's, that's, well, that's, I mean, that's, I listen, I think that's what a lot of people should be doing. Like I,
1: basically what I'm trying to say, like, long story short, is, like, I've been on the apocalyptic chic thing for a while, you know? You were just ahead of your time. Totally. You should you should see my baby's, my firstborn's baby book. Like, we're in gas masks and, like, oh, it's so, so ridiculous. Okay. So does
0: your husband say now, like, I told you something was coming. I told you something bad was around the corner you know, for six everybody, years.
1: Everybody asks me that, and that's not the case at all. Like, he does not like this. Like, this makes him very sad that... You know, I think overall in Doomsday Prep, I mean, Adam and I were even on uh, Marriage Bootcamp Reality Stars because- Oh, we're
0: going to talk about that too.
1: Really? That's so funny. We went on there because of his Doomsday Prepping because I'm a ray of sunshine. I was like, what the fuck? Like now we have a kid and like I live in, you know, um, um, what's that jail called? I live in Fort Knox now. Like I'm just getting up in the middle of the night. Like need to breastfeed. I can't turn on the lights because it needs a code, and I can't find my phone because it's dark, and I don't want to turn the light because then I'll wake them up. Like, you know, everything was like decoded. It needed to be decoded, and so that's why we went on marriage boot camp, um, which thank God we did. But like, you know, it was interesting because all the other couples were either like physical abuse or they weren't actually they even faked being on it they as a couple like remember tara reed i don't know if you saw that one but um yeah anyways it was and you weird. guys were
0: on there because he was like
1: he became a doomsday prepper
0: and you and were just like, like this is not me
1: this will i i mean I, it, it gets complicated we can circle back to that one but um, we have
0: to because i i have more questions about that later too <laughs>
1: okay okay
0: well now All right. So I was just going to ask you, so Los Angeles, but like, where are you from? Cause I forgot. I don't even know if I
1: know that. Oh, I'm from Los Angeles too. So yeah, I was raised, um, in like polar opposite neighborhoods. So my mom, my mom and dad got divorced very, when I was young, like third grade, my mom lived in Thousand Oaks and my dad lived in Hollywood and then moved to Inglewood and then Monterey park and then Montebello. And so I was always either in Thousand Oaks where it's like, you know, pretty um white and like you know everyone kind of drives Mercedes around and every kid has like four different lessons they do weekly and the kids like oh I have this lesson now you know like don't appreciate anything that they have right but like literally are blessed you know and then then I'd go with my dad and it'd be like an apartment building where everyone's kind of going in and out of shifts as parents and like collectively all the neighbors kind of like watch all the kids, you know, and it's like a community and everyone's just trying to come up just one little step to come up and they all like enrich hope in each other. And they like, pray for each other's like opportunities and auditions and like you know applicate like job applications Total and it's, like, opposite. it was total opposite my entire childhood and i remember going back to thousand oaks and they'd be like ew oh my god you're like in dirty hollywood and like gross inglewood and i'm like they have hope guys you're the fucking like piece of shit like doesn't even care about your piano lessons you know like, you're like
0: they're nice so like that's so you where would you fall on that like you kind of have just in right in the middle?
1: Um, no, 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 Uh, um, my mom, so my mom got custody of us, but she was just, you know, my dad always raised us. So we didn't really even know her when they got divorced. And she was just like, you know, uh, I just wanna like, I, it's very apparent that she had like mental illness for sure. She has personality disorder. People who have personality disorder, um, have personality problems. Um, in also situations and, uh, they usually become teachers or pers- professors because then they always talk down to people, you know, like that's why they, that's like people who have personality disorder. It's crazy that how many actually turn to being teachers. And I don't even, it's like, insult- it's insulting to teachers, but I'm just saying, um, anyway, so she was a language specialist. She was like a genius with languages and she's, she teached, um, Italian, French, spanish she speaks danish and english like all of these languages were self-taught
0: wow um
1: but that being said like she was always gone like teaching or night school or whatever and then she started dating one of her students which is weird and then he moved in so she had she was addicted to um abusive relationships and just like not very selfish like she's you know she was sick she probably tried her best as a mom but you know
0: Who doesn't love the finer things in life? I sure do. But listen, even though I enjoy luxury, it doesn't mean I can always afford it. And even if I can afford it, it doesn't mean I always want to pay the prices. That's why I dress myself head to toe in quince. Quince is my go to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. My favorite is their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters that start at $50. I have this cashmere crew neck sweater literally in every color, and they're like are over 10 to choose from. I have it in sapphire. I have it in mustard. I have it in charcoal. I have it in navy. I can keep going. Quince has washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, 14 karat gold. The best part is that their items are always priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash velvet rope for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot slash Velvet robe to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash velvet robe. What was your new year's resolution? Mine was to save money, eat better, and stress less. And that's why I turned to HelloFresh because it accomplishes all three of my New Year's resolutions. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I get to skip trips to the grocery store and I can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking for me so easy so much fun and affordable they have over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly oh my god last night i made the most amazing smash black bean tostadas they had green pepper pico de gallo lime crema all that was delivered and the recipe was so simple to follow. You know, also they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day and HelloFresh agrees. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Velvet Rope Free and use code Velvet Rope Free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Velvet Rope Free with code Velvet Rope Free. these are all the reasons why HelloFresh is America's number one one meal kit
1: um didn't have any like confidence in herself and would just it was just a really abusive household you know she was anorexic she was bulimic she put that on us told us that we'll never be loved if we're fat um Uh. you know and then had men in her life that like beat the shit out of her and then you know they could do the same things to us if it was sexual abuse or mental abuse or anything. So it was just, so my thousand Oaks experience was not like that, you know, it right. wasn't like the other kids at all. I was always hiding what was happening in my life because I felt like I lived in like Pleasantville um, and everybody was like kind of psycho. And like, I had this real life that was like my sister and I always hid, um, but it always like, weighed on our shoulders really bad, you know?
0: And like nobody knew at school or anything like that.
1: No, and we never told my dad and we never told like when we went to um I never even told I had a I had a black stepsister and a and a black mom actually. And back in those days, and I never told my stepsister like, I never told, like, any of the kids in the, the apartment buildings, nothing. It was something my sister and I always just hid. I thought that if my dad found out, he'd, like, fucking kill somebody, and then we'd lose him. Like, he'd go to jail. Right. You know? So well, that's a lot a to
0: think when you're young, like, yeah, to have to really, deal yeah. with, like, all this.
1: Yeah, it was it was gnarly. It was gnarly.
0: And then how did you get into modeling then? Like, was that a way to escape all that? Because you got into modeling when you were
1: young, right? Yeah, really young. So growing up, probably because of what was happening in our house, I didn't have any friends because I didn't, I couldn't relate to any of these people in school. So I played tetherball by myself all the time. And I hear that every adult says that now. And I'm like, I don't remember anybody else playing tetherball by themselves except for me when I was like in school. But I don't any- even know
0: what tetherball is.
1: Oh, you don't? Okay, no. tetherball where you just keep hitting it around and you can make it Oh,
0: like, oh yeah. Know, okay. Or- yeah.
1: Um okay, like well, tennis, wow, like tennis
0: on a stick ish i i I know exactly what it is now, but I didn't know that that's what it was called.
1: It's called tetherball, yeah, so you just looked at that thing and like just never knew the name of it and was cool with that.
0: I also had no friends <laughs> in high school, so there okay. you go oh, this
1: is this is uh, this is elementary school, but um
0: wow. well, I had anyways, no friends I, in elementary school either, so there oh,
1: okay, um I'm trying to circle it to like what what how modeling started so. yes. Um, I would just, I, my, my dad, I told my dad that I wanted to like get in the industry because he was a grip and he was in the union, the motion picture, um, industry. So he was back and forth at universal or NBC studios or, you know, on location, like all the time. So I, you know, like he did clueless for instance, you know, and I remember him coming to attract me and was like, and this was in high school, like, freshman. And he was like, I just filmed this movie that you're really, like, I was a part of this big movie that you're going to love. It's called Clueless. And it's, like, high school, and they're all in fashion. I was like, no way. And then later on, it came out. I was like, Dad, what the fuck? You know?
0: You're like, um, can I meet Alicia Silverstone, please?
1: Yeah, totally. And he told me she was always so nice. And I was like, that's great to hear. Anyway, um, I didn't have any friends. So what he tried to do is he tried to um, get me involved with Scientology. So he took me to Scientology and he had, cause he knew that like John Travolta was there and like Tom Cruise and like all these big celebrities were at the one right here on Franklin, like down the road from my house, um, the celebrity center. So he brought me there. He knew that there was something going on with me emotionally, mentally. Like, it's not just like coming into teens. Like this might be deeper. Like, I think he knew that shit was going down in my house, but like we never told him I was so scared that I was going to lose him if we told him. So, um he brought me there to do the personality test and they had all these classes for like young teens, like want to get into the industry, like how to mingle with the, the, the city, you know? And it was like, I did classes, like how to get along with others, how to build relationships with people, you know? And he, these are what the courses were called. And so my dad like had me do all these classes there and you know, it got me to where I met some people, but like, in the end, like, I was running down a hallway crying and, like, begging for my dad and, like, you know, the saga of, like, the latest of Scientology stories. Like, it did not end well. And, um... But it like, got you were me-
0: working your way up without even knowing it.
1: Yeah, and I think just in that instance, like, it just, it probably did give me a little bit more confidence because I did see myself around celebrities. Like, it got me to a place where I at least felt, like... I got to another step, right? What do you Um, mean?
0: Like, would you be in a class and like Tom Cruise would run by and John Travolta would say, "Hey, you look like a nice little girl"?
1: (laughs) No, but um, there was a couple. Like, it was like they would just go and hang out and talk. Like maybe there's a speaker or something, and so you would go if it was like like twenty minutes before one of the classes, you would go and just. Cause there's like a lounge area like right when you walk in and that's where everybody kind of like hangs out and there's like a little cafe like right when you walk in so you can order food there and they and you could like I remember I saw um remember Married with Children the brother
0: yeah David like, he was always
1: there and I was like oh my really? god like, I watch this show every day you know interesting. and so I was just seeing him when I would like go to my classes
0: interesting
1: You know, so I just felt like it was a little bit more tangible because I was, like, seeing it in front of my face.
0: Yeah. Kind
1: of, you know, like, I'm not in the movies, but at least I'm seeing real people that are in it. And then from there, I remember I just kept asking my dad to, like, get me in, like, to take pictures with people. So we were in the yellow pages, like, looking for headshot people, like, someone to take my pictures. He got me into John Robert Powers also. Um, That started in junior high. So all this was, like, junior, like, seventh grade i was like 11 12 years old um i did a teen magazine like do you remember teen magazine they had the yearly um modeling search
0: Little
1: i got way. i got top 13 for the really? entire year yeah they put my picture in there and sent me like 500 dollars of maybelline makeup i thought i made it you know like, so did oh you God. love
0: modeling like right away from all for all these reasons
1: well, I mean, what is more desired by a young girl that's getting like molested and beaten up all the time? It nothing seems more like. Think Forrest Gump. Think like, what was what Alice? What was his girl's name?
0: Th- that I don't Forrest... know. Oh, shit,
1: he. Called I'm her bad something. when
0: it comes to like. If you ask Call me about me. reality TV or Clueless, I can talk to you. Forrest. Okay. Gump, well. I saw Forrest it, G- but I don't remember anything.
1: I'm trying to remember anyway. It's just like, of course, I think that that's just a natural psychological escape to want to just be like, oh, like fly away and be glamorous, you know?
0: And your mother, like, did she, with all this going on at home, like, did she have any idea you were modeling or she just kind of stayed out?
1: Oh, she, oh, she tried to sabotage it the whole time. She would call my agencies and say she's going to sue them for child pornography just because um, she'd see a picture where I look fucking gorgeous, high fashion, but like, it's on a street and there's like a hotel sign on the street. She, she knew what she was doing. She just wanted, she loved to like make me her punching badge. She wanted to destroy my life every single fucking chance she could. It was a nightmare. So agencies would just drop me because they were like, sorry, like, I'm like, but she's crazy. And they're like, yeah, but you're 15. And so we don't even want to deal with that shit. And I was like, fuck. So then I would go to the next agency and then I'd be like, hi guys. Like my book was full of tears. I was always working. Um, so it was easy always to get another agent, but like, you know, I ran away at 15 with my, with it models lived in my own models apartment with Tiffany. That was the other girl out there. Um, and lived there for three months, 15 years old on my own in a models models apartment. Like you asked my dad, I'm like, dad, why would you let me go? And he goes, what do you mean? You just left? Like, he, they gave me my passport and i was out of here
0: why wow. like, was that in la or that was away like a no my agency
1: flew me to new york i was doing oh, wow. like delia's and like robinson's may and like i even booked the guest campaign um a whole guest ad campaign and once again my mom ru- ruined that one she made them take me home
0: well 15 and living in new york on your from, own and lived
1: in and and from LA like I didn't live it, I live in Los Angeles I was like I'll just be there for like a week and then it like ended up being three months later and then you know my mom's like what the fuck where is Lisa
0: and then eventually you had to go home
1: <laughs> yeah she she threatened them and she made them send me home and then I couldn't do the guest ad campaign which would have really like catapulted my career she was way. literally
0: the opposite of a stage mom like yeah
1: no she wanted to destroy my entire life that's all she does that's all she does but when you i was still- on shark tank like just when i was on Shark, i don't talk to my mom you know like i haven't forever and i talk about this because i think it's important for people to understand that just because your blood does not mean you stick around and take abuse you know you don't do that like fuck that um i'm not friends with her or anything but but after shark tank because i talked about my journey in life and what, why this product came about and, uh, talked about like how I grew up with like an eating disorder and my mom and, you know, and I think the story and the journey is amazing. Like I own that. That's mine. Like my mom can't take that away from me and not let me share that with people. Um, I don't tag her like, you know, I leave her out of it. You know, nobody knows her name, but, um, she wrote me right after that and on Facebook and she's like, I wish I never had you like, you're the worst thing that you're like the biggest mistake of my life. You know, after getting a deal on shark tank, that's what I get.
0: Well, that's first of all, Isn't that, insane. Crazy? that, yes, that's insane. And second of all, so she never, you, like when you were on top model, like she never did the opposite, you know, cause like a lot of people who are quote unquote in the public eye, or I mean like, it's different if you're like Become really famous, like it's not like she, she was like hitting you up for money. You're hanging with Tyra no. right now, like it was. It was like you're still a mistake.
1: No, when I was on Top Model, she like wanted to. Be, she it goes back and forth. Like it's either like, oh my god, I love you, you're my baby girl, and like I'm so proud of you, or it's like I fucking hate you, like die to fire. You know, um I'm telling. Like I said, she's got a mental illness, so I have to just like roll with the punches that I'm just somebody that doesn't have a mom. And also like, it would have been better not, not to have one. Like for real, you know, (laughs) like then. But
0: you're close to your father.
1: Very close. Yeah. He lives with me. I take care of him.
0: And you applied for top model on a dare. Is this true? That is true.
1: Yeah, it's true. So
0: tell me about like, how does, I mean, what, like you're just waking up one day. Like how did that come about? Cause you, were you modeling at that
1: time still or? Oh yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I was already, you know, lived like modeled in Milan and New Zealand and Australia and New York and um, yeah. And also had been um, doing a few shows for like hosting of clubs. Like I was bopping around on planes and making money. And then I was also, when I came home, I had a a side waitressing job that I could just like pop on and off like whenever I wanted called Killer Shrimp in the Valley. It's 12 to 14 medium-sized shrimp sauteed in a medium spicy secret Cajun style sauce. You can either get it over angel hair pasta or white steamed rice. And there's always angel, there's always French bread for dunking, boom.
0: Um, Well, that sounds good. I mean, I, I would take it over the angel hair pasta personally. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they are little. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and app for kids six to eight. With Go Henry, kids can learn about money, set spending and saving goals, and even track chores and earn allowance money right within the app. They learn the value of money by using their GoHenry debit cards, while parents can set spend limits and help guide their journey, while staying informed every step of the way. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at GoHenry.com slash velvet. TNCs apply renews from four ninety nine per month unless canceled. Has anyone else had major drama in hiring for their business out there? How great does it feel to finally find the right qualified candidate and close out a job search? But what if I told you, get rid of the job search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is a great matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. I was able to hire the last ad sales rep that I hired within such a short period of time. Before Indeed, this would have taken me days and weeks, sometimes even months. Do you know that in the minute I've basically just been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed? According to Indeed data worldwide, 23 hires. Right now, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsor job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Uh Yeah. So anyway, basically, like when I went on Top Model, I was like a professional model, you know, and they wanted me to downplay that. They didn't they want did. me to talk about that. No.
0: So who dared you? Like one of your friends is like, just apply? The girls from
1: Killer Shrimp. The girls from Killer Shrimp. I didn't oh. watch television. My, the, the girls from Killer Shrimp were like, girl, you've got to watch, you've got to like, try out for this show. It's like a modeling competition. And I was like, but those are for beginners right and they're like yes and I was like but I'm not and they're like yeah but it's like this whole thing where they like you know it's like they hang out like a sorority in the house and you get to watch all that shit like you'd be so fun and also kill it at the photo shoots and I was like got a point you know like if it means like national you know famous exposure like television I mean I was doing commercials and stuff you know but not where you knew my name. You know, I was like doing Coca-Cola commercials and H&M commercials and like Gap commercials. So it was, um, I guess it was just on another level because it would just be developing who I really am rather than this persona or actor that I play, right? Like a, a part.
0: Totally. Because it was the fifth cycle. So like these girls already knew a Top Model was because there was four other options to yes. watch it.
1: Yes, And so- then you,
0: yeah go on So they're
1: they're okay so my friend Chris. i didn't have a television like the only tv that i had at my apartment was one of those that you could put like a vhs in and like watch movies i was like doing my own line of dog sweaters and like i had toured all over the world being bald for like sebastian's international i was like the zipper head girl and so like i was just in this artsy place where like my hair was growing out i was hippie-esque and like painting tons of paintings, my own dog sweaters that were like reversible hoodies. Like I was selling them all around to like Chateau Marmotte and like um, tail waggers. And, you know, I was like a seamstress. And And before that I was also a wardrobe stylist and I did like Shakira and Fat Joe, you know, like I've been, I had been around the block as far as behind the scenes and in front of, in front of the camera, even in the industry, so I was like, when they got me, I, if you notice, I don't know if you remember, my hair was like dark brown and it wasn't a style at all. Like when I first went in there, like I had a bunch of pins, you know, trying to make yeah. it cute it was growing out from being bald. Um, so I didn't, they told me not to change my hair by the time I got on the show because they're like, it's perfect. We'll do a whole makeover. And I was like, great. Cause I need a hairstyle. And then, oh, this is the part I, I didn't tell you. So my girlfriends at killer shrimp christina destiny and bridget and wow they all like filled out the application for me because i kept joking about it and writing like stupid answers like you know it was like what's your favorite food and i was like i think i wrote things like um like uh, what did i write i know i wrote one like ezekiel toast with um like I would write the most specific boring food on purpose. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, stop making a joke of this. So my whole application is like wide out. And then it's like a different handwriting because while we were waitressing, you know, desks would be like, Christina, answer number 24, you know, like they were taking turns, like, and they're like, Lisa fucked up 13 again, you know, like we, that's how my application was filled out. Um, I turned it in, they turned it in. And then you had to send in a video. So Christina, she came to my apartment and filmed me. And she's like, you're going to talk about like your painting of this. Like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know. But like, you want me to be myself? Well, here we go. So she filmed it for me. Like, we're talking full dare. And like, I never even had seen the show. So...
0: And you must have not thought you were going to get it, right? Like, you're just like, whatever. Mm,
1: I definitely did not. I didn't think that I wouldn't get it because I knew how cool I was. And I also knew that like, there's nobody that's going to have an audition tape like mine. Like, cause I'm not trying to be anything, you know, I was just like being authentically myself. And if they can't see how cool that is, then fuck it. You know, like to me, it was like, I don't care. Um,
0: And you're already working as a model too. So
1: yes, exactly. So like, and I had a full book of tears and like, I was, I was, you know, in acting school, you know, Playhouse West and Howard Fine and going every week and had a you know, super structure and worked really hard, you know, like so many jobs at a time. So in the audition table was like, Hey, I'm Lisa. Like, these are my dog sweaters. There's like a whole, like tons, of, like four racks down a hallway of just dog sweaters. And then I was like, look at the reversible hoodies. And it was like metallic with like hoodies and like the coolest shit. And, and then I was like, those are my paintings. And, um, I'm like, I've modeled forever. So if you guys want me, cool. If you don't, then fuck you. Okay, bye. You know, like, that's you how. I'm, I'm sure I did. I remember the first interview in front of, like, not, it wasn't Tyra. I was like, you know, just the casting directors at first. And they're like, tell me about yourself, you know? And I was like, my name's Lisa motherfucking D'Amato. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I cut in front of this fucking line because I ain't waiting around this whole thing. Um, you guys want to you guys want to be part of this? Like the, you know, like I'm what I say, I used to say it all the time. I'm the fucking jam. If you don't want to spread your bread with my shit, then like you aren't my people, you know? I was like, born and raised in Los Angeles. My mom's like, I can't stand that bitch. Love my dad. Daddy's girl, you know, been on my own since I was 14, dealt with physical, mental, um, sexual abuse, Got through it, killing it, modeling, around the world, hopping on planes. What's up? Green eyes, olive skin, nice ass lips. Check out my fucking profile. Like I was, I was super cocky, but fun.
0: Like you were standing on a stage while this was happening and they were just like, okay.
1: Well, I think it was like, I didn't know the show. I didn't understand, you know, my friends watched it, but I thought it was some tacky ass show that like, pulp culture people watch that I was like against you know like I'm not for the Kardashians like I'm not for like something that's pushed in your face you know I would never wear like juicy pants you know it's just not like not who I am so to me I was just walking into an audition knowing that if this is a show about being a cool ass fucking bad bitch and good at modeling well then hello here I am you know
0: when you said all this, like, do they ask like, okay, what do you mean? Like you were physically, mentally, sexually abused or it's not, not yet. Like that. Yeah. No,
1: I, I, I was always very blunt. I've always been very blunt because I just think like, what is the purpose of like dilly dallying? Like if we need to get through this, let's get it done. Um, no, I was like, no, my mom, like, you know, she's a teacher, she's a genius, she's a language specialist, like, she's so many amazing things and brilliant, but she's sucked, dude, like, being raised by a mom that, like, would literally eat you if she could, like, that's, like, if anybody's the strongest fucking person around this entire building, it's me, you know, like, that's how I spoke, and I was very, I was like, trust me, like, you have no fucking clue what I can get, get through.
0: Well, that's probably why they like to,
1: and that's probably why they've, like, mentally, not, like, just mentally manipulated and gaslighted me with, through all my childhood trauma that entire season to just constantly watch me break, I guess. So, I like, when,
0: know. which I have some questions about. So, like, when you said all this, you know, did they, like, have more questions, like, tell us about this abuse? Like, were they writing notes?
1: Because no.
0: I, I want to come back to that, because, right, because they did gaslight, so I want to talk about that. But, like, did they really they gather no,
1: when you're when you are going into um like the finals where you go and stay at a hotel and then they all put you more in the pressure cookers you know it's like 72 and then it's down to like 35 and then it goes down to like 20 and then it goes down to the 14 like during that whole hotel period of that week you're seeing psychologists you're going to one psychologist that's asking you a ton of things you're doing um, your psychological evaluations, which take like two days, just that it's just like a fucking term paper. And it's like a thousand, a thousand questions of like, do you hear voices? Do voices hear you? And then it'll be like, when you're not, when, when nobody's talking, do you hear sounds? You know, it's like, they'll constantly, it's It's like the
0: same question in different ways to try to,
1: to try to see like, if you're with it or not, like, you know?
0: And I mean, is that, so is that what they're trying to do? Are they trying to make sure that you're not crazy? Or are they also trying to say, we're handing everything you say over to producers and this will all be used against you soon?
1: I think that they pick who's the one to do it to. I don't think they all do it at all. I think it's for like they pick one per season. Like I know Gianna Turner from her cycle. They did the same shit to her like really bad. I don't know who gets bullied more online. Like it's a life sentence after a top model. If you were the chosen one to like fucking rip your soul, your like heart apart for, for the rest of your life through a um, like narrated the wrong way. Like it's not this, it's not the story that happened and then like project a false character on you. And then projected in like the 156 countries that the show airs on, on repeat every, every single day. Um, kind of. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Cause you know, she was raised in foster care. Like her life was really s- scary and sad. You know, her mom was a drug addict and they made her seem like she was such a snob and that's fucked up because she's already been dealt so many punches in life. That you're like you're gonna make her and they're and top model. You tell them that you complain to top model and be like, why would you do that? And they're like, but people are saying like they're mentioning you like they're you're getting more attention because of it. You should be thankful. And you're like, no. Why should I be thankful for that? Like you're making people have bad judgments on me. That then like for instance like they made me look like an alcoholic, which I mean yes I love myself a glass of red wine, but at the same time like they're putting you in the pressure cooker. And then also like editing your drinking every single night when it was like four nights out of the whole month and everyone was drinking, you know what I mean? You're like, why would you do that to a young girl? I mean, I remember I waited, waited some tables and like a few people were like, why would I give you fucking money when you're just going to buy alcohol? Like, that's my real job. And I'm like, why would they do that to me? Like I, that was not who I was.
0: Do they, so when you were going through these psychological evaluations, like they really it all came out, right? Like they wanted all this, like the more you talked, I imagine. So like they knew all about your mother and all this.
1: Right? They knew everything. Yeah. Um, They had me talk to like three different psychologists on cycle five. I don't think they believed my story. But like to know- really? they Like that- they
0: were questioning whether all this was true about your mother.
1: I don't know. Like why else would they have- I don't know who else talked to that many, but like I had to repeat myself to like three different psychologists. And I think they probably all put their notes together and was like, holy shit, by the way, cycle five, right? Yes. When I was quarantined in London, producers came into my hotel room with Kim because I got eliminated. I, was with, I think Kim was eliminated already. And they had a talk with me and said that my mom was in the hospital for attempted murder from my father and my uh stepdad, and if like do I need to get on the phone like you know your mom's your mom's going to survive, but you know she's been beaten up pretty hard, and so they're going to keep her in the hospital for a few for a few days and I, and I was like and and they're like, I'm like, it's a cycle, this is what I'm used to." so they knew that I wasn't lying
0: when was that That was like while you were quarantined before you started the show.
1: No, that was quarantine, like right after I got eliminated. In after London. you got
0: eliminated, so like Which at was, least they knew all this. Like that was my point. Like they knew your whole story. so oh, yeah. So like so when they, they poured
1: for you because I hadn't had any therapy yet in my life. You know, after that I went on Doctor Drew, and then I went on all these other therapy. I went on you know marriage boot camp. I, I I got therapy on my own. You know, through the years. So I'm so grateful for. The opportunities that it created but like that's really fucked up and and there's real life consequences to that type of like bullying forever you know of people just constantly like and they the thing is is they they don't they're on they're 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 misguided in what they know you know they're told a false narrative and you're like no like you don't know the facts like you can't you don't I'm a good person stop sending like I'm such a good person stop like telling me I'm a fucking crack whore online. You know, it's crazy.
0: So wait, so when they were gathering all this information about you in the like pre-interviews and all that, when it was down to 14 or whatever, 20, like, did you feel like, was that when you're like, oh, I'm being manipulated? Like, when did you first realize producers were manipulating you? No, once we moved
1: into the house.
0: Was it right no. away? Like as soon as you moved in? Like don't trust anyone or no? You were like, yay, No, they started. Fine.
1: No, they started pushing shit right away because like they, like, you know, for the record, like in the, I'm going to backtrack one second. When, okay. we, when I was talking to all those therapists, I felt like they were giving me therapy. I was like, oh my God, this therapy is amazing. You know, I thought that I was getting, like they were like giving me help. And I was like, this is so great. I felt like um, they were contributing to my health and like I made it, you know, like oh my god, not only am I gonna get to go on the show, but like also like I'm getting to talk to all these therapists. That's so amazing. Cause I've never I've never talked to one before. And then we go on the show and I realize, holy shit, like they are trying to destroy my entire they're trying to crack my heart open. Yeah, it was it was devastating. It was absolutely devastating.
0: So you really were like, right? Like I've never gotten therapy, and wow, I love this. Like I'm talking, we're making some progress, even though it was very quick to talk about no, they it for were the first long, time. They were,
1: long, they were long sessions. I'd be sitting in there with for like an hour with each one of them. It was like great. Wow. And then you go, you wait two months, and then you have to pack up and get your life ready, and then you go on top model, and then you move into the house, and it's like as soon as I like got you know, we're we're about to like run inside the house. Like I was ready to, you know, I had never seen the show. So straight from the jump, like I have no fucking clue what I'm doing because they all start running for their beds. And I had no clue that that's what they do on the first episode. So I had no bed because there's only 13 beds when there's 14 girls. So I was losing like from the moment we got in there from not watching the show. You know, Tyra told me- yeah. Tyra go told on. me before going on, like when we got, when we all got chosen, like the final 14 or 13, I don't remember how many it was. Um, she's like, you should probably watch the show before moving into the house, right? That's what she meant. You should probably watch the Does show. Does she
0: call you or like how did that, how did that No, when
1: she gave me like my picture, like at the hotel, like that whole like two week or one week process or whatever it was of the final casting, right? So when I, I was chosen last, I knew she would do that shit. She didn't like it that, like, I, you know, I could have asked her any question about modeling, you know? And then, like, the question I asked her was, like, what was it like to work with Will Smith? And that was – and she's, like, get out of here. And I was, like, what? And she's, like, get out of here. Like, she kicked me out of that during casting. She was mad at me during casting because, like, I wasn't an ass kisser. Um, but that being said, I knew that, I knew that she was going to choose me last because, like, I wasn't the one that was, like, going – Ah, Tyra just walked into the you know, like, I was just like, okay, where do what do we do next? You know, like, let's just nail this out as work, you know? Right. Um,
0: yeah, Tyra likes when people, you know,
1: she kiss, likes kiss her, the ring. Yeah, she likes everyone to kiss the ring. And I don't I'm not a ring kisser. I respect her. I'm not no disrespect, you know, but like, I'm not I'm I'm just not I'm not that towards anybody.
0: Did you like grow up like down. idolizing her, like or not? You know, like looking up to her, like when you were a young model, like who did you look? Was she one of the ones you looked up to or no?
1: I thought I okay, as far as like modeling is concerned and models, like my favorite model was Naomi Campbell. I'm gonna say that because she was in that that um that George one video Michael. with Michael Jack, which she was yes, that, but wasn't Tyron one of those too?
0: Was she? Was she now? Maybe not. She could have been. I thought, I think Naomi Campbell and like Linda Evangelista. Linda's
1: my favorite.
0: That's a good one. Number
1: one. Then it's Christy Turlington. Then it's, you know, I I always loved um, Tyra for not only being super gorgeous because, you know, she was a lighter. I wasn't surprised because she was so gorgeous. Like, for me, Naomi being like such a dark skinned black woman. Like, to me, she was more empowering to me. Does that make sense? Like, I was like, damn, that's fucking fine. And, like, her walk was so hardcore. Like, she was just – she didn't give a shit, and that's what I loved. So when Tyra came on the scene – like, okay, we're talking, like, 90s models, right? Claudia Schiffer, Carla Bruni, Linda Evangelista, Christy Turlington, Claudia Schiffer, you know, um, Letizia. Like, I can go – I can go pretty far. Those
0: are good ones. I right? Like Cla- I like, like Claudia Schiffer.
1: Yeah, same. Um, so when Tyra came on the scene, I was like, she's a she's a green-eyed, light, exotic, beautiful black woman. But to me, it was like, she just looked so obviously stunning that it was like less impressive as a model because, because it wasn't like breaking as many barriers as I thought Naomi had done. Does that make, does that kind of make sense? Because she was like darker skin and
0: like less of the classic beauty at that time.
1: Yeah, because everything in the United States in general is like really whitewashed. So to me, like Naomi was more of a, um, like a barrier breaker, right? That makes sense. being a very dark, like dark skinned black woman in my eyes as a little, like as a teenager, because that's when like I, I was 10 years old in the 90s.
0: That makes yeah. sense to me.
1: You know, so I just knew she was going to be a successful model, blah, 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 blah. Do you know when I, when I got so much respect for Tyra? Wow! I got so much respect for Tyra when she fucking was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I was like, yes, she's an actress now. And she's like acting next to the fucking Fresh Prince of Bel- will Smith, what? So to me, like she gained all the respect with not even just being like a one episode, like girlfriend or whatever, or date, like she was full, like, you know, six episodes, you know, in a season or whatever. So when I asked her that question, that was me like showing her mad respect, like, Oh my God, what was it like to work with Will Smith? Cause that's not just modeling. That's like acting. And for her to kick me out, I remember being like super hurt because I wasn't coming from a place that was trying to disrespect her modeling. I was coming from a place like you went past modeling and you went into this. Right. So then after that, well, like, obviously before I met her, when I found out that she was doing top model, that was another reason why I wanted to do it because I was like, wow, not only did she do the bit, she broke the barrier of, um, obviously being a super successful model. I mean, look at her, even if you look at her in real life, She's, like, not even a real person. Like, she's so stunning. Um, but then she worked with Will Smith, who's my number one favorite actor. And I love that show. And she was such a good actress in it. And then also did the show now that I'm interviewing for and I'm sitting across from, you know? Like, as a businesswoman and now as a, per- as a, as a producer and, a, like, creating her own show for young girls to become models, like, that's mad respect. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to run up and be like, Oh my God! You know, I'm just like looking at her like, damn, like this is like, this is a cool thing to be part of, you know?
0: I do. And so you think because you asked about Will Smith,
1: that was it?
0: Like, right. She
1: didn't like that. She wanted to definitely like primp me and like let me feel the wrath of not being an ass kisser for sure
0: and that's probably why I got picked last.
1: Yeah, so that I would shake in my fucking boots, you know. Um, I didn't though, because I was like, I'll just go home anyways and live my best life that I can. You know, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't not like my life. I already, I had, I was doing really cool shit at the time. But yeah, I I knew that it was a great opportunity and, and if I got it, it would do great. I would use it to do great things, you know?
0: So when, And also you got punished for not kissing the ring. So it was that plus Will Smith. Yeah. When did you feel like the producers were, like you said, right when you got there, like right when you got, well, I think, you know, also having 13 beds when there's 14 models that you I could I didn't say mind. Is- I was like,
1: fine, I'll sleep on the floor. I don't care, you know? Uh, there was a few things that like, in the, like the first couple weeks, probably even less than that because every week, television week, so we knew per episode was like every three or four days. So we knew that every three days was one episode, you know? So um, it was probably day six that um, Ebony got eliminated. That was my best friend on the show at the time, like through casting and everything. So she got eliminated, which I thought sucked. And by that time, um, they were, the producers were already doing things like, like we came home, right? Like we came home, nothing, nobody's lived there for too long so all of our stuff is still like all together and we come home and the whole entire house is a complete mess you know and and somebody's bag is completely ripped open and like destroyed and then it was like oh yeah well it must have been you know whoever ripped the bag because they were mad at each other and i remember right then it was like ding i was like you guys are you like come on Like, we come home and this whole place is a mess and, like, we're going to turn on each other. Like, they fucking rip the bag. And they're like, shut up, Lisa. You think you fucking know everything. I bet you it was, you know, like, Jayla. And I'm like, ugh. And so I just started seeing, it's like when you can kind of see past, you know, you you can see past the the smoke and mirrors. Right. And it was just really annoying because while they were, like, mentally manipulating me and, and saying things like, what do you think your mom would say to you right now? You know, like. That's what they would speech. say to you, like, yeah. off camera. Yeah. They would say things all the time to, like, kh, 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 to get me to cry or whatever. And then and then they got all the girls to think that I was talking shit about them in my interviews. Even Jayla was like, dude, they went nuts and, and told me when we had our mics off one night. She was like, the producers are literally telling me that you're saying that I did the worst job. That, like, you think I suck. I'm ugly. And I'm like, oh. I have never said that. I was like, if I have shit to say, I'll say it to your face, you know? And she's like, that's crazy. So I know that the producers were also pushing all the girls against me. And then nobody, nobody would believe me. And they're like, why would we believe you, Lisa? Like, that's so that, well, you're just trying to cover up, like, what you did and what you said. Like, we all know that you're talking shit about us. And I was like, but I'm not! Like, you don't know what's happening right now! Like, it was crazy.
0: And do you think they picked you, like, do they pick multiple girls or no? You think it's, like, one or two a season? Like, you were their target that season.
1: I think I was definitely their target. And you know what I thought during that time? I was like dude, they're totally manipulating these girls, but maybe they're also doing it to their childhood triggers or whatever too. So then I never wanted to like ruin them or, or make them sad about like what the producers are doing to them. So I never brought it up and I just like kept dealing with what I was dealing with. And it turns out that they probably picked um, um, Corinne. They probably were doing that same shit to Corinne actually as me. Because you, she had a lot of shit that was happening at home and they would, they would, they would push on those for sure.
0: That's what I was going to say. Like, do you think they picked you because of your mother? Like your abuse? when you Oh, were absolutely. Young,
1: like- if you had a super abusive background for sure. And if they like, yeah, they probably did that to Corinne because Corinne was in a super abusive, um, like physically abusive, like relationship, like boyfriend at the time. And so that's why I always tried to still be friends with her, even though that I knew that she was getting manipulated. I was like, I'm your friend. Like, don't be mad at me. I was like, because I was, I was really feeling for her. I wanted to help her and make her feel like she wasn't alone in the house.
0: Well, that's, that's how like, I felt. well, that's like kind of sick, isn't it? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's all sick. It's all so sick.
0: I mean, you know, so, Johnny, yeah.
1: I'll tell you this. You know, Joni from season six? Yeah. Joni okay so listen to this Joni and I became like best friends after both of our seasons lived with each other everything everyone was shocked they're like Joni how are you friends with Lisa that fucking bitch and she's like she's not oh you know the bitch and the America sweetheart that was Joni and I for a long time in LA bopping around um she top model called us this one time and they invited us to an award show and they wanted to present Joni for being her she was up for an award and it was called the the ugliest cry that was the award that they were going to give out and they were going to award me with um the funnest no like the messiest drunk or like what was the other one like the craziest the craziest of all the contestants and I remember I was like Joni I'm not going to this like, I'm telling them that I'm not going. And they also told me that they were not going to let, like, the only person that I was allowed to invite was my mom. And I was like, these people are fucking sick. Like, no. And so I told, they're like, we can contact you. We can do all the work. And I was like, you're not doing shit. How fucking dare you, you know? And even when I went on the Tyra show, even after my season, like, they just said that I was going to talk about uh, the top model. And anything that we, we can't talk about, I was like, my mom. Like, I've already, I'm, I'm done talking to you guys about that or whatever. And as soon as I walk out to her studio audience, she's like, everyone remembers Lisa, but what you don't know about her is that she was mentally abused, physically and sexually by all of, like, being raised by her mom in her mom's household. I walked out, literally, like, grabbed the pillows from her fucking couch, like threw them at the audience, like went into the camera, I was like, fuck this show, fuck you guys. They literally brought me out in the back, like in the green room, and they're like, What are you doing? And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, how dare you? And so they calmed me down. They walked me back out and they're like, Tyra's not gonna do that again. And I'm like, if you guys fucking film that shit, I will burn this fucking like studio down. They are relentless and so cruel. Anyway, I told Joni we did it, I came out and then Tyra played nice. And so I finished her dumbass fucking TV like talk show interview thing. But um but I remember they were trying to, to get Corinne's dad there who like was a drug addict and she fucking hated growing up. And I tried to tell her in the back, like in the green room. And then they, they got mad at me and then they locked me up in the back because they were sick of me t- talking to the other girls and trying to tell them what they were, what, the, what Tyra's show was going to do to them really? in front of a audience. Yeah. They fucking locked me up in a back room, in her green room, in Tyra's talk show. No, because no. like
0: Corinne was there too, like after you, but she didn't already go I was like, Corinne, I just
1: heard the producers, like I just heard like, you know, on their walkies, they're like, bring yeah. Corinne's dad in. And I was like, Corinne, and I have them, they mic'd me, you know? So I was like, Corinne, they fucking like have your dad here. And she's like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, I'm not kidding. And then they grabbed me and like walked me into a room and then they did her whole interview. She ended up, I guess, being fine with it. Cause like it's her dad or whatever, but like, she was pissed when I told her. There's, that show's just, it was, everything is they don't care. Like, they're fucking fangs. And they don't care who the fuck it hurts, what the public does to ridicule this pu- person for the rest of their life. As long as they got their ratings, like, they don't care. And obviously, so, and, Tyra
0: was in on this, on her of talk, course, talk show. and her, her talk show.
1: mouth. Yeah, it came out of her fucking mouth.
0: And you made it clear before, like, I'll go on the talk show and not to talk yeah. about my mother.
1: Weeks before. Weeks before. And it was, like, the, the
0: first show. thing out of her mouth. Yes. When they put you in the, not to interrupt you, when they put you in the locked you in this room, like they just literally
1: shoveled you in. Yeah. And and locked the door like a closet until her segment was over.
0: How long were you in there for?
1: Probably like 12 minutes. I'm not kidding. I swear. I swear on my kids. I, I swear on my kids' lives. I'm not kidding. So going back to like me and Joni in our apartment and them trying to get me to go to this award show where like the only guest that I can have too is my mom and the two awards that I'm up for are fucking mean and cruel. And then I told, because you know, Joni, they shaved her teeth down into like spikes. Do you remember that? Yeah. So when she was like crying and she had spike teeth. Okay. And they were going to give her an award for when she cried with her spike teeth. Cause she looked at herself in the mirror on camera on top model she went and i was like i cannot believe you went she came back to the apartment and she was so like like hurt that that she won the award but they kept projecting her face like with when she was like so sad and just was so scared for her teeth like those are her real teeth and they drilled them all down and gave her like fake teeth forever and she just felt really hurt and i remember i like consoled her and we probably like had a cigarette by the fucking apartment window, you know? And then she put on, she took off her pretty ass dress and she put on some fucking, you know, slippers and some fucking sweats. And I was like, fuck that show. Like, I wish you didn't go. I was like, that's why I didn't go.
0: I still can't believe you were thrown in the closet on the Tyra Banks talk show.
1: Oh yeah. Tyra, Tyra's fucking talk show threw me in the closet. I like grabbed, I, I like made a mockery of her fucking set. And she asked me to come back to do one other thing where she said that, like, I get to give a bunch of things away and I get paid like $600. And I was like, well, it's only four hours and I'm going to give a, like, do charity, you know? So I went back and I did it. And I was like, it just keeps putting me on television. So I'll just keep using this bitch for like, at this point, like, fuck her. Like, I'll take everything I get, you know, just use her. Cause she's obviously making money and using me. At least I can get her back a little bit, you know? Um, we were giving out like samsung like flip phones and i was like oh my god this is so awesome i'm taking one and they wouldn't let me have one and i was like i'm literally giving them out and i'm doing this whole thing so i remember we were like on a stage at some school and i was like sliding them like they were all you know it's off a stage so we were like sliding them because they're all against there of course i slid one like where my purse is in the back you know i was like you know um you had to do that shit
0: when you went on the Tyra Banks show, like, was it, I assume you didn't interact with her? Was it was just going The on whole the time in the
1: back? No. No, I'm talking about, like, like weeks where they kept calling me and going, like, well, what if we do it this way? And I was like, no. And then it was like, well, okay, we'll just talk about tomorrow. That's fine. It would be like, you know, I talked to Susie last week, and then it's like, Darren calls the next week. Hey, I'm just following up with Susan's conversation, so... I have here that I like um, should ask you about the, you know, confirm more of the conversation because we have some concerns about it. And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, well, we really think that it would be a really great idea for you to like shed the light on all the problems that you had growing up as a kid. And I was like, I'm not ready. And I'm not doing it with you guys. I'm just not like, if you need me, because a top model, we can talk about top model. And yes, after weeks, that was the first thing that came out of her mouth on the teleprompter and read it.
0: And you were just like been down this road before, because you were I, you on top know model. I in,
1: I went into fight or flight. It was like okay, remember when I pissed in the diaper on top yes. model during the drag ass scene? It was it's like I turn into fight or flight. Like it's like you get so fed up, and you're 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 so wound up from PTSD, and you've been manipulated for so long, and you like fucking go to fight or flight. Like I had was talking to Ken Mock on the roof on the jackass like set and I was getting so fed up and just being around like everyone so I was up at the on the roof pool and I had my mic off Ken Mock comes up and he comes with some other suitors and he's like is your mic on and I was like no and he goes where is it and I was like it's right there and I showed it to him he went to go look at it to make sure it was off okay and he goes you're really ruining your chances here So I'm here to tell you that like, if you just keep, keep doing great and like, just kind of calm down, calm down, just relax and just like push through, you're going to do really great. And I was like, Ken, that's real easy to do. It's real easy to do. If you'll just stop fucking like punching me in the heart, bringing up my mom and all the interviews. I know that's you. I know why you guys are telling the producers to say that shit. I'm like, it's fucked up. Stop hurting me and we'll have no problems right? He's like, no girl, it's fine. Just deal with the punches, keep doing it, chill out. And you got this girl. And like, right then I knew that he wasn't going to stop. The reason why I was up there was because I was trying to breathe because it was days and days and days and days and days and days of this abuse. That's a constant, constant, constant putting me in a house, Like where I'm back with the girls that just got told more shit, said more lies of like what I didn't say and didn't do and like whatever. And everyone's like against me or they're just, you know, doing their own thing. But it was, nobody was like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't close to anybody. No one was sticking up for me. Like they were all just trying to be the characters that they wanted to be on television. You know, like I was authentic. I was literally like, is this fucking real life? Like, is this happening right now? So I went downstairs And it was like fight or flight. I saw those diapers and I knew right then and there that I was going to put them on and fucking piss on a show. And that's what I did. But of course, Ken mock knowing exactly why I did that goes back behind the cameras, knows exactly when that happened. Right after we had that talk puts that shit on television. Like I'm a crazy ass lunatic when he knows damn well what I was asking for, which is just human fucking decency. And he projected that shit all over television, all over the world, and made me look like a psychopath. When he could have just, that could have been his moment of grace. But he didn't. Did you
0: you, Yes, I do know. I mean, did you know, I mean, did you know at the time when you were,
1: Did you know they were
0: going to use it? Yeah,
1: no, I knew that they could. I knew that they could. But while I was filming on the show, I really thought that since cameras were like everywhere, they weren't on that rooftop, that's obvious. But I really thought that the cameras were, were gonna show the truth and show my perspective. Right. you know like because it was so obvious to me like they were seeing the cameras were also seeing and hearing the producers asking me certain things that like were obviously and then the way that they would react to it I was like this is crazy for instance when um Nicole and Kyle won something to where they get to film or host or introduce like a winner for the MTV movie awards or something like that right they get to film in front of the house and not yet, like in the living room, the producers asked me to come and sit and sit right in front of them while they, while they film that. And they're like, encourage, encourage them. And I was like, oh, okay, totally. Because right before that, they're dressed in nine in all the clothes I put them in. What they're wearing in that is my clothes. So I was like, oh, I'll totally do that. The girls all knew that I had been modeling since I was 15 and traveled the world and everything. They also knew that production did not want me to talk about that because I told them that. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, trying to be encouraged i was like you guys that was so good you know maybe come up on that word or whatever and encouraging them um but you know things take a long time to film so while they're taking down and they're loading new whatever whatever that's when they film me looking bored like because i'm just like this like looking like irritated because things are taking too long and then they make everyone who's watching the show think that i'm literally on top of them to ridicule them or make them feel uncomfortable during their win i would never do that do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the that's they they constantly put these like like ideas in people's heads and I was like it didn't happen like that. Like I literally was there for encouragement.
0: Were there other times like I like Ken mock or Tyra whoever said like make sure your mic is off and then kind of
1: no. Like, you know, she was never there. She's not like there. Right. But Everyone was like, what's Tyra like? And I'm like, you know as much as I do. Like, anytime I, y- you saw her on camera is when I saw her on camera. Like, what were, what were her and I doing? Like, nothing. She was talking and then I walk up to her. Like, you know? She's not somebody that... I think most of the contestants don't know who the fuck Tyra is. And I know that Tyra must know, like, what goes on. And just doesn't do it, say anything. She well, that's what I was gonna it,
0: ask so. you. Like, she must... I mean, you felt like anything can said to you went to Tyra, right? I would assume. Thanks for tuning into our part one sit down with Miss Lisa D'Amato and stay tuned for part two where we talk more about America's Next Top Model, more about Tyra, more about what it was like on scene behind the cameras. We talk about her return for the all-stars edition. We talk about life after America's Next Top Model. And we also talk about her appearance on Shark Tank, where she got to deal with the one, the only, Miss Barbara Corcoran. And of course, Celebrity Rehab, we are just getting into it with Lisa D'Amato. Stay tuned for part two.